Hello, and welcome to the Serving Love Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I will be your humble host. Serving Love is an exploration around some of the paths to show up and live as love and to be of service to something greater than ourselves. We will dive deep into topics such as sacred sex, God, goddess, spirituality, and an array of modalities in the world of personal growth. I feel so honored to have the privilege to share with you here. Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Serving a Love podcast today. I am so excited to introduce Tammy Coyne. Hi, Tammy. Hey, Meredith. Oh, my God. So I met Tammy almost five years ago now, which is, is it like, really? it's wow. crazy. And we met inadvertently through the Mama Gina community. Um, you have a niece who's a sister goddess, and she introduced you to a number of us in my friend group. And then ever since, we've all been going to Tammy for spiritual <laughs> <laughs> It's been so fun. I know. It's so good. And it's so fun. And then we've evolved into this friendship. So it's just so cool. And so for those of you that do not know Tammy, she does Akashic healing, clearing, and like so much more. So I would love to hear from you, Tammy, what it is that you do, because it is so unique. Like, I don't know anybody else who does exactly what you do. I don't know either anybody else. What I love about this, (laughs) what I love about this modality is it's, it's an art and a science. So the practitioner actually brings their focus and their lens to the work. So if you, it's called spiritual response therapy. And, um, what I love about it is that um, it gets behind the curtains of things. You know, it's like pushing away the, the, um, the veil to see what's really going on. Mm-hmm. You know, I found it because I was looking for a modality that got behind, behind the scenes. Um, I love therapy. I love any kind of therapeutic technique. Sign me up. I'm there. I'll do it. Um, but I remember back in my twenties when I was in therapy and I did a lot of therapy and I remember I got to the end of, whatever my issues were. And I was like, I think that there's a lot more going on here. Now this was in the eighties. So people were not so hip to talk about that stuff. I was like, I think there's ancestral trauma here. And I think there's past life stuff. And I think this, and I think that my therapist was like glazed over. (laughs) Well, where did you get that idea from? Like, how did you even know that that, like, where did you get that message to? I realize I've always been an intuitive, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, that was not really encouraged. You know, that's not, my parents were not against it. It's not like I was discouraged from it, but it wasn't really part of our culture to the spiritual path. Wasn't, um, it wasn't talked about. It was more mainstream religion stuff. You, do you know what I mean? I mean, I, people were doing it for sure, but it was not, it's not the way it is now, mm. you know? It, so, uh, we kind of kept that stuff to yourself. <laughs> like, Ooh, you know, I, yeah. I saw that, or I feel that, or I'm intuiting that. But I, but um, I'm an empath, and I realized it from a young age that I was an empath. But empaths are sort of um, born and made. We can talk about that. But anyway, so in my 20s, I was like, "There's stuff that's really brewing out," and I really thought I, I really had a lot of insight in, into my family stuff. My, and so I was on the hunt for something that could confirm and expand my awareness of what these issues were. So the hunt began, I did, you know, rebirthing, I did Reiki stuff, I did um, 
hypnotherapy, past life therapy. I did all sorts of things, but it wasn't, I wanted something I could do on demand, you know, I want, <laughs> and I didn't, and I didn't want to have to, you know, uh, pay for it every time. Uh huh. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, that's an interesting story too. So that's why I became a medium. I was like too cheap to actually, you know, go to mediums. <laughs> so I was like, I'll just do it myself. Um, so I found spiritual response therapy and it's the perfect, was the perfect vehicle for me to, to hone my intuition, to gain deeper access to spirit because it's a modality that works directly with spirit. Unlike many that deal with guides, angels, mm-hmm. or various intermediaries, which is great, but I wanted something I wanted to go right to source. Mm. So when I found this modality, I was like, hallelujah. Mm. Um, and you know, there's a certain amount of uh, experience you need to really, you know, hone that relationship with spirit. But once you really have it you and you trust it, it just, you can't turn it off. It's just who you are. It's just, it's like my best friend. It, you know, it's always there. It's who we are. It's what everything is. But when, until you wake up to that, you think of it as something separate, right? Yeah. So, so once I discovered it, I was like, I love this. And I just really worked on getting better at it. And now I do it all day, every day, pretty much. Well, you're pretty damn good at it now. Thank you. I, and I love it. I've never experienced somebody have such a direct line to spirit. And I, what felt so attractive to me about what you do is you're like no nonsense. There is no bullshit. When you're talking to spirit, there's no woo. You're not like the beads and the, the sage. No. You're just like talking to spirit and you mean business. Like, I just remember being in a session with you of spirits saying something. You're like, this is not your turn to speak. Okay. You know, like (laughs) telling it like it is. And it had me trust you more because I felt the truth in it. It wasn't a whole hubbub. You didn't need to do a whole opening ceremony. You just had it like you just hear. And so it has me curious, you know, when you're, I mean, God, like, what does that sound like? You know, what do you hear? What are the, what do you see? Like what comes through when you're talking to spirit in that way? Well, I'm a much more of a kinesthetic intuitive in that I feel it. Mm. I intuit it. I know I, I get a sense of whether it's real or not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get audio. Sometimes I'll get a visual. Um, some people are much better at visual stuff than me. I just, sometimes I'll see a scene. Um, but mostly I just feel spirits telling me what, telling me just feeling it through, through the, um, through the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more, what I've realized about any modality or anything one wants to be good at, you have to be confident. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, when I first started, I was blown away so much. I was constantly like, what? Oh my God. Is that right? Is that right? Did that right? Now mm-hmm. I'm like, I know it's right. I've had thousands of sessions. I know that what's coming up is accurate because it's spirit that's delivering it. I'm not a psychic. I have, although I've developed much more of a psychic ability having done this work, which we all do when we do this kind of work. Um, But I'm not a psychic. So what I'm telling the client is what spirit is revealing, not me. I don't, I couldn't possibly be able to figure all this stuff out on my own. I'm smart, but I'm not that smart. You know, (laughs) you know, like, I I mean, so people are all pretty blown away by the end of 90 minutes. Like, whoa, it's like a rock. Like you've been at Coney Island and back, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and you never know what you're going to find at Coney Island. (laughs) (laughs) And I love also how you've never made it about you. 
this isn't like I'm Tammy and you know I feel like you have this about me it huh it's not about me no I know and I love that about you I mean bless all the teachers out there but so much you're like the group the guru this or whatever Tammy like you're just like I'm Tammy and I'm doing this thing and I just appreciate that about how you bring what you do into the world. I mean, like you don't even market or anything and your calling card is full. Talk about being connected to spirit. Like, I feel like you don't have to do much for (laughs) all these people to come to you. And I'm so inspired by that. It's, it's really true. I remember at the beginning, I had some teachers saying to me, you just have to get in alignment with spirit and then sort of everything falls into place. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh-huh. We'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, but it's actually true because when you get in alignment with the source, source energy, um, uh, things do fall into place mm-hmm. and people feel the validity of it. And um, I don't like the whole guru rap thing. I don't like, I mean, I like attention. I'm a singer, you know, I like attention, but if this work is not about, right. It's not about calling attention to me. It's about calling attention to what spirit wants to tell the client. And I'm the conduit for that. And that really feels like it feels very important to me. So I try to get my bloated ego, you know, out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a bloated ego and I have one too. Get it out of the way and let, let the information come through. Um, and that's what makes it more so much so satisfying too, because people can sense that, yeah. that that's not just me making some stuff up. Totally. And, you know, it has me wonder, like, how do you stay so grounded? Because you have to be one of the most grounded human beings I've ever met. And when you're getting these messages on the constant, how do you stay so connected to the earth? Like your feet are planted firm, you know, and I can really Thank feel you, that. I love you. You're my agent. I'm my new agent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, to be honest, if you knew me, <laughs> if you knew me back then, I it's the spiritual path. It Mm -hmm. truly is. When you commit to the spiritual path, it's like, you're just constantly on an Easter egg hunt, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, it can be up and down, you know, but, um, you know, things are going to work out. So let me, let me, let me just say this about spirit because I spirit people think, Oh, spirits like God. No spirits more like a GPS system. Mm -hmm. I look at spirit (laughs) two different ways. Okay. Spirit's like a GPS system. So if you're on the highway and you want to stop off at Dunkin' Donuts and get some donuts before you go back on your road, Spirit's not screaming at you. No, you have to stay on the path. You have to stay on the path. <laughs> you get off the path. You go to Dunkin' Donuts. You get your donuts. You go to the bathroom. You do whatever. And Spirit's like, okay, good. Two rights and a left. You're back on the path. Mm. So it's not like this God energy mm. that's like, thou shalt not do anything wrong ever, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. You have to figure it out through punishment. Mm. Okay. Spirit's not like that. Spirit's like, do it. I'll help you. What do you want to do? And it's so neutral that it's, it's the pure definition of unconditional love because it does not judge not a bit. Mm. There is no morality to it, which is dicey because there are people who could use it like Hitler, whomever, Paul Pot, you just throw the names in there, right? Mm. To really be negative. And spirit's totally. not saying no. Clearly, look at our world. I know. And so you, you helped have- me, yeah, you helped me untangle this so much. And I think we actually we had a session almost a year ago where I, I 
yeah, we were talking about God and how it's, it's taught to us in this way of this, like all knowing and you're bad if you do it this way and punishment and gosh, what a relief I felt when you talked about spirit in this way of like this neutrality and I'm just living my life. And I always have a direct line to spirit. Like nothing I need to prove that I'm good enough that I've done enough. It's nothing. It has nothing to do with that. It doesn't. It's all about, all right. I think about spirit too, like nuclear power. Now I'm not a huge nuclear power person, but it's a great analogy. Okay. Nuclear power can light up a city or destroy a city, but nuclear power doesn't care because mm. it's nuclear power. It's like, I am the power. Do with it what you want. My job is to be the power. It's very neutral. Okay. Same thing with spirit. That's where people get all messed up. Well, what about what you should do and good and evil and all that? Well, that's up to us. That's why it's unconditional love. That's why it's people think they understand unconditional love. If you do it the way they want you to do it. Right. If you love them the way you want, they want to be loved. Then, you know, then you're good. Spirit's like, I I don't do that. I just provide this total energy, this total um, opportunity to you in this dimension. Do do what you want with it. And as you get in touch with that energy, you realize you want to do good stuff with it because you you feel it's good to do good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what? If you're helping someone or you're creating something, writing a poem. So so it feels good to be filled with spirit that way. Mm -hmm. Right? So that's my goal is to hook people up more directly with spirit so that they can bring more of themselves into the world because the people I attract are magnificent people. They're it's not true. They, <laughs> it's like my whole friend group, our whole friend group. I, I never attract, I mean, occasionally attract a, a client that's not so whatever, and they don't come back. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, great. That's fine. But mm-hmm. planted the seeds, whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're a person who wants to express beauty, truth, love, you need spirits out to do that. And how are we going to shift this dynamic in the world if we who want to bring in goodness don't align ourselves with the power that can do it. We, we just let it. the other people do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And you know, it's good to have a regular reminder of this because I think it's easy to forget just how easy it can be. Like we make things so yes. complicated and it's really not so complicated. No, all of these compl- I mean, I love religion. I mean, I, I I'm an ordained minister. I'm, doctorate in whatever's you know whatever (laughs) but it's actually quite simple it has nothing to do with religion has nothing to do with it has to do with your personal relationship to spirit Mm -hmm. you know what do you want to create and how can how can spirit support you in that process Mm -hmm. and sometimes even though spirit's not a judger or a a moral force spirit takes seriously your intentions Mm -hmm. so if you're out of alignment with your intention you aren't going to you might not get it you might not get what you say you want because you're not in alignment with it. Mm-hmm. That's not a punishment. That's just to check yourself. Oh, I say I want this, but I'm I in alignment with it. Because spirit's going to deliver what I'm in alignment with. Not what I, you know, not what I think I, I want or what I'm telling everybody I want. What am I, you know, if you want love, you have to love yourself. And then spirit goes, oh, I love that. Here's some more love. Mm-hmm. I love this. And I... I had this experience recently where, I mean, you know, I've been longing for love for a long time. 
Tammy. I love you. She's like, so easy. Why are you even having drama? I don't know. But I was seeing a man who was not available for the full thing that I want. And as soon as I got right with the fact, like this is not going in the direction that I wanted to, and I let it go, we broke up. I, I feel that alignment again in my body. And I, I feel this connection to spirit that tells me to like clear the decks, you know, and like, there's nothing else I need to do. And so when I listen to that, it has opened me to pour energy into my creative pursuits, like the podcast and my writing and jewelry jewelry and and just like loving those things, you know, and feeling in alignment with that. And it does feel really good to feel good when you're in full alignment with like the truth of your being and what you want. It really does. And and we think it's going to be delivered through another person. (sighs) But in the end, people will disappoint us. People will, will might get sick and die. We have to be able to feed ourselves that love. Mm -hmm. We have to, because you just never know what, you know, what's going to happen. And So if you can be good with yourself and you can, you know, you can feed that within yourself, um, nothing really can come. What what harm can come to you? You have feelings. Of course, you'd be disappointed, heartbroken, blah, blah, blah. But there's a part of you that always knows. Yeah. Yeah. But it'll be okay. It'll work itself out. I mean, I even say even even if the whole world's decimated, we're all going to end up somewhere else in another dimension having to work this shit out again with, you know, anyway. (laughs) say it and I just love it. we went out to dinner recently when I was back on the east coast and I just felt so good after our dinner because the way that you just trust everything like you trust so much that everything is going to work out exactly how it needs to and whoo I was just I felt like back to myself after that, because I see how deeply you love yourself and you do. And it's so inspiring to just be like, if you're not being treated, how you want to be treated, you're just like, all right, see you later. Like close the door, move on to the next, because I know the next thing will come and and I'm going to have what I want. And just having that level of trust. I mean, good God, for me, it takes a lot to, to feel that I'm like curious how how do you just embody that so fully? Well, depends on the day, you know, on any given <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> right now I'm miserable. I have to do my business taxes. So my trust is like low and my <laughs> my frustration is high. But like, um, how do I? How do I uh, spirit's like, you're going to have to do it, babe. Sorry. How I can't just step in here and do it for you. Um, but you can enjoy it and stop whining about it, you know, so. Also, I think that what my relationship with spirit has um, really helped me be nicer to myself Mm. because I have to tell you, Meredith, when I knew I was in touch with spirit back in the day when I was learning this was because spirit never said anything negative. I never felt like, well, if you had followed my advice and done X, you wouldn't be in this boat, Missy, you know, never expecting to hear that, you know. And all I heard was, it's all good. All right. All right. So what's next? What do you want to do next? Like, it's all, it's like a little puppy that greets you when you come home at night. Like, it's not yelling at you, you know, like, you're here, you're here, you're here, you're here. You see me. And, and that's how I feel about spirit. Like, it's very, and it needs to be recognized too. So imagine this energy that wants to be seen and worked with and expressed, 
nobody and everybody's like no i prefer to go with this guy over here who's telling me thou shalt not mm. okay go to him then you know so spirit's like okay but i'm over here and i'm not a man okay i'm not masculine i'm i'm not masculine or feminine i'm just power and i got your back and you are me and i am you so what's the problem here you know what's what's the disconnect well we it's spirit no no that's true spirit does not judge spirit has never yelled at me once never said a bad word to me <laughs> but it tells me the truth like well what did you expect you know you saw the red you know the red flags in that situation so what do you want to do about it like but it's not judgmental mm -hmm. it's not harsh so because of that i've started treating myself that way mm. with that respect that i'm just going through this maze of 3D, and of course, it's not going to be seamlessly perfect. What fun would that be anyway? So, you love the drama. Right. Keep it interesting. I do like the drama of 3D. I mean, I think I would be a horrible angel sitting just around doing nothing all day or doing, you know, whatever <laughs> angels do. <laughs> so Tammy just twiddling her thumbs. I'd be like, mm, waiting for the call to come in. Oh, we got a cat in a tree or. You know, <laughs> I'd be like, okay, yeah, that's really exciting. So it's really fun to be, it's fun to be human. It's fun to experience this stuff. Um, I think, I think the more we work with spirit, the more we realize this, we're not here. We're not here to be punished. This is not a punishment. But if you look back at our creation myth, it looks like we are here to be punished, right? Get kicked out of Eden, kicked out of paradise. And I find it very interesting that there is no mother in that story. There's only God, the father, who's making these decisions that are very harsh. And I can always sometimes imagine like the mother being coming out of the woodwork in that story going, what's wrong with you? Go have a beer, watch some Netflix. I'll take it from here. You really are a little tense today. You know? And we would be like, we would be like, okay, what should we do? Well, eat the fruit. You, you started it. Finish it. You know, eat the apple. Adam, why are you up? Why are you lying there? Get up and say something. Do something. You know, I could just imagine like if there was God, the mother in that story, how much more balanced our creation myth would be. Yes. But instead, we just get this harsh, masculine, no, I told you not to do it. Now you're out and you're punished. And now good luck. Good luck. He even says you're now going to suffer in childbirth and you're going to have to really scratch your way to make a living, buddy. That's really a loving father to do that. No, no, thank you. No, it's I'm, horrible. No, I want to subscribe to that. Now, I now that, you know, once you work with spirit for a while, I now see God in a much more loving way because I see what a great gatekeeper God is. Mm. If there hadn't been this villain to say, you know, you guys are bad and you're out, Maybe we wouldn't even have this 3D. Maybe we wouldn't even have this amazing dimension to navigate through. So was it a punishment or was that just the setup of the story? You know, is that just the setup? And, and God the Father is actually a character that you have to you have to see through in order to get it gets to the spirit beyond that. You're blowing so many people's minds right now, Tammy, with this. I <laughs> the way you look at this is how I think. Like I'm like, why don't you just put them if the mother was back in that story? And there are plenty of myths where there are mothers, right? Mm -hmm. But not in the Western Judeo-Christian Muslim. And even in the even in the East, we think, oh, the East has so much better. There's so many more goddesses and stuff. 
But listen, karma is a hard taskmaster. Hmm. Oh my God. Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> like, what do you think about karma? And I, I uh, was listening to this teacher recently talking about accepting our karmic inheritance and what that means. And I want to hear your thoughts on like, do you think it's impossible to clear some of this karma that we bring into this lifetime? Like, do you think there's just some things that we'll never get rid of and we'll always be working a pattern? Or do you believe it's possible to clear karma from one life to the next? I think that in its truest state, life exists without karma. I don't believe in reward and punishment anymore. I believe that karma is the equivalent of original sin in the in the West. So I think you've got karma, we've got original sin, which holds everybody in this knot of, you know, you're, you got to do it right, or you're going to come back and do it again. And we could say to ourselves, great, I get to come back and do it again. Mm. But instead, it's like, you got to come back and do it again. And, you know, I mean, look at the whole caste system in, in India and, and mm. you know, who wants to go through all that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think seeing beyond karma, seeing beyond reward and punishment is our job here is to go, you know what, I'm a free agent. <laughs> I, I, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not assigned to any one NFL team. <laughs> I'm going right. to figure, I'm going to get the best deal I can for myself here. And this idea that you have to work really hard to clear your karma so that you can be free of these patterns is all just part of that idea of reward and punishment, right? Like if you don't work really hard to clear this thing, you're not going to get the reward or you're not going to get to where you want to go in this lifetime. But there are plenty of people, and I'm trying to think of some examples, um, who just walk in grace and get what they want. And if they don't get what they want, they go, okay, that's probably not what I wanted then. Then I must want this because this is what's showing up for me. So if we have that attitude that everything was a gift, even if it didn't look like a gift, what will we do? How would would this dimension shift, Mm. right? Um, If we didn't really believe in reward and punishment, there could be no slavery. Mm. There could be be none of these things that we've created, right? And in, in, in if there was no idea that we get to punish and abuse and abuse other people, it wouldn't exist. But there's a hierarchy. We're better in the caste system than this person over here, right? If if everything was just, um, if there was no reward and punishment, if we were all just here to express ourselves, we would figure out how to do that, right? Because the creation myths really have a lot to do with it. And it's it's been hardwired into our DNA almost. To, to assume we have to work so hard and you better get to the Ivy League school and you better do this and you better do that or you're just big whatever. And none of that's true. Tammy people, for president, people. <laughs> this is not true. <laughs> oh my this God. is not true, though, right? This is not true. Oh. Everybody oh. has wisdom to share. And um, if, if we weren't constantly trying to pigeonhole everybody and make everybody... Um, uh, firmly ensconced in the reward punishment system, even in elementary school, right? Raise your hand when you want to speak. Mm. Poor little boys, they have to sit in a chair all day. And they just want to do is wiggle. You can't wiggle. You got to sit there and do your math problems. You know what? Eventually you're going to figure out how to do those math problems. You know, what's the big rush? (laughs) Do you think it's possible that we could ever move in a direction where that, is re- like our 3D reality where people are walking in that way? I think it definitely is possible, strangely. 
Hmm. I think that we've, we're reaching the end of the reward punishment system and you can see it in the world. It's, it's like the dying, the dinosaurs are dying and they're just really just creating lots of problems as they're going down. Right. Hmm. But there's a lot of people, but those extremes are interesting to watch because sometimes extremes are helpful to get us to align ourselves with what we really want. Right. And to not see take what's like where the crack is in the system as yes. what's not aligned. Where do I want to show up? How do I want to show up? Mm-hmm. What's really what is it really that I stand for? Mm-hmm. Because if you know what you stand for, spirits listen, spirit supports everyone equally. That's why it's unconditional. Mm-hmm. So when you you know, spirits not be more on my side than your side. It's just not. The proof is all these people who are doing negative things have just as much access to spirit as you and I have. Mm-hmm. It's not like there's a litmus test. Right. And I think people don't want to believe that. And that's I, it's very, it's very from. radical. Mm-hmm. So radical. <laughs> how else could this unit, how else could this work if that were not true? Mm-hmm. How could good and evil coexist if there wasn't some neutral power above it that says it's up to you to decide i don't understand how it could work any other way if there wasn't a force that was just completely 100 percent neutral mm-hmm. you know i, I just i'm thinking about this for 100 years i just don't know how it could you know this is not work. the first lifetime that you have thought about this tammy <laughs> no, I this is, i'm hoping to go out in this, one. this for a long time <laughs> I remember when I was little, my parents, I was told my parents, I think this, I want this to be my last lifetime. They're like, what are you even talking about? You said that to them? You really think yeah, it I was is? really little. I was like, this is going to be it. They're like, and then where are you going to go? I was like, I don't know yet, but this is going to be. Somewhere else. Somewhere else, because this place, <laughs> it's, it's so know. crazy. Mm-hmm. Crazy good, though, in a lot of ways, too. Do you remember what I was like as a child? If you, if you like heard something or like, like, how did, were you scared or what? What was that? Yeah, like? you know, Meredith, it was really rough. I mean, it was rough in the fact that I was born in 1960, and my first memory is of JFK's assassination. My first memory. Wow. So that's a heavy duty memory to be your first memory. Uh, yeah. Two years old, right? So I'm like, and from there, by the time I'm 12 years old, all of these assassinations, the Vietnam War, ecological uh, issues were coming to the forefront. It was a very, um, it was a very scary time and my parents were very involved in political move, uh, progressive political movements. Um, and they were really good about that stuff. But back in the day, they didn't, they didn't censor what they were showing on the nightly news. So body bags, you were, you were seeing the reality of what war really was. It wasn't sanitized. So by the time I was like 12, I was like, wow, this place is quite the shit show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, and I'm sure as an empath, that really impacted you. It did. It it really did. Because then you see also lots of good things happening and local communities doing really good things. And so you see the dichotomy of this big picture thing and um, and your life within it. And it's, it's just, I don't know, it was just very fascinating. It was hard to try to get it straightened out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I really saw, you know, we're all just participating in this giant, it's like a giant reality show, right? And what part do I want to play? Mm-hmm. Do I want do I want my institutions to determine what part I want to play? Or am I going to determine what part I want to play? And that's what I try to help my clients with. Well, what part do you want to play? And what can we clear out of the closet 
so that you can have more energy available, more bandwidth so that you can create what you want. There's always going to be a problem or two. There's no way you can, you can clear all the background noise. But when it comes up, you can identify it, right? You can go, here it comes. Now what am I going to do with it? Right. It ain't ever going to be perfect. No, it's not supposed to be. Hmm. And on the other hand, it is perfect and it's not broken. This is this reality. This is the way 3D works. Mm-hmm. And when you can get in it, into it and go, mm-hmm, then I, you can be, and if, like for me, I just find it, it's just, it's fun to be a, a person who's putting in something good. I just get pleasure out of that. I don't get pleasure out of doing something bad or meaning hurting someone or um, harming someone or harming myself even anymore. Yeah, and I feel such a relief in that, knowing that it's like, I, as a sovereign being, have the power to create that for myself. Yes, you do. And all of this brainwashing of, no, you have to do it this way, and you can't do it because you don't have this degree, or you don't have that, or because you're a woman, or because you're Black, or because, no, it's, it's well, these, these, these societal and social things are very real, but, but sovereignty is also extremely real and stronger than that Mm -hmm. i mean it was black history month last month right all these amazing things in history that were that were done in the midst of this horrible scourge of slavery right some amazing people who came out of that and were able to reframe Mm -hmm. the whole and i mean the power in that in the worst time in our history that's created so many problems ongoing, there were people who saw who saw through it and said, I'm a sovereign being and I will say what I want. I will, I will, I will be a force for progress, for good, for I mean, it just blows my mind. You know, and those people deserve to be recognized. That's why, and now it's women's history month, and it's the same thing. Women who have just you know, save their families from whatever, just because of the sheer, their sheer power, their sheer will, their sheer desire to not go down for the camel. Yeah, I have goosebumps thinking about it because, you know, we all have that capacity. Yes, we do. We that. We do. And to, to access and harness spirit is to give yourself a chance to, to create those things. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not it. overnight. It's not an overnight thing. Ooh, no, it is not. But I feel like I am getting to that place where I can see it all as a gift. I love how you said that. And then what happens when we live as if every moment and everything that happens, regardless of if we're judging it as good or bad, is a gift. It's it's challenging on any given day, right? Oh, my God. Well, like I had breast cancer last year. Yeah. And I had a lot of people say to me lovingly, all right, very lovingly, how could this happen to you? You clear yourself, you're you're doing this work 24 hours a day. And I just started laughing. And I was like, because I'm a human being on planet Earth in 2022. That's wow, it can happen to me. Like it's not a punishment. It's um, although it is quite an interesting story because um uh spirit told me to get a man around. <laughs> And I, I'm not saying I'm not advocating for this for the general population, but I had never had a mammogram because I have very good, I have a very good relation with my body, and I kind of know when something's off. So one day I'm sitting here, and spirit goes, um, "I think you should get a mammogram." I mean, I just heard it in my head, mm-hmm. and I, I was like, "Well, I don't really want to get a mammogram, but okay, all right, I'll get it." 
And they found this infinitesimally small thing that they almost didn't see. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what a gift. What a gift that I could I could feel that. What a gift that they could detect it. What a gift that they could remove it. What a gift that um what a gift. Truly. So and you I- can't change, you can't make everything a-okay, but you can adjust to the circumstances in ways that keep you on the positive side of things, right? Not in a namby pamby uh you know, let me say my affirmations way. I don't mean that. I mean, like, you know, yeah, wow. Look, the positive segment was they found it, they got it out. Uh, and even the doctors were like, so you found this in your routine mammograms? I was like, I never had any routine mammograms. You don't have, there's nothing, there's no baseline mammogram for you to look at. And they were like, they almost like fainted. What do you mean? I was like, well, how are you here? I said, well, spirit told me to get mammogram. The doctors were like, um, okay, lady, like, <laughs> We were like, okay, but I'm here and I knew it and we're fixing it. We're getting we're fixing it. it. And it's, and it, it's, um, I don't know. I just found it to be such an interesting, this is like an experimental realm. You know, you have to, you have to go with it and not punish yourself. Everybody's going to get something. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care how many chants you do a day. I don't care how much karma you've cleared. You are, this is the like dimension. Yes. Flash suit. Shit's going to happen. Shit happens. And it's okay. Oh, yeah. Not putting judgment on it. Like, oh, I got cancer because I didn't clear this one left like lifetime <laughs> or because I was bad or I said something mean to my mother. It's like, no, <laughs> you're a human being and this happened and it happens and it doesn't actually, we don't need to attach it to meaning something all the time. No, whatever meaning is there. I mean, I did realize that there was some grief connected to it because my mom had had the same kind of cancer mm-hmm. when she died. She died in April. I was diagnosed in January. Um, she didn't die of the cancer though. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting. It, I it really helped me to open up my grief because I was so busy doing stuff um, that I hadn't really given myself the chance. I mean, I just was kind of pretending, mom wasn't dead you know I talked to her anyway so I was like well she really did uh, but again but, you're still seeing this in a positive lens and I just want to frame that you're like oh my god like this was a gift and then you had all this space to grieve and do what you needed to do I did and going through that process and and it's also linking you know oftentimes when the female experience um we sometimes like to just we like to have a community that's based on, uh, you know, positive things and blah, 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 blah. Um, but it also connects us to each other as women when we go through disease, when we go through loss, when we go, you know, and to be supportive. And I had a tremendous amount of support, you know, because people are just, there's so, so many lovely people in the world, right? And you're so lovable. It's crazy. She's <laughs> <laughs> so cute, <laughs> Like I said, you're my new agent, so oh that's the end of that. Um, no, I'm like, tell everybody about your work. I just, I so believe in what you do. I have a question. What's it like if you're like on the subway and a message comes through and you're like, not, it's just like not the time. Do you, are you just getting them all the time or how, well, how does that One work? of the reasons why I picked this modality, you know, because I'm going to just show you, because, you know, I use a pendulum mm-hmm. and I'm using a series of charts. 
Yes. And I'm using my intuition and the client's intuition and all of our connections to spirit, right? Is that I chose this modality because I wanted an on-off switch. Mm. So when I pick up the pendulum, even if I'm not using it, it's just, I'm just like, okay. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm aligning with any messaging that wants to come through. Occasionally there's bleed through and I'm on the subway and I'll get a message and I'll just send them. If I get a message about somebody who's there, I just send them love. I just, I'm like, I'm just going to send that person love energetically and hopefully that'll that'll help them through the day or um i definitely did not want to be seeing dead people walking down the street that's not how i wanted to do it no no no. i have better things to do i mean i I love dead people and everything but i didn't want to be the you know so so this modality that i create i actually created how i can connect with with the spirit realm is through pendulum as well so i Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and have a message for a client, but rarely because I'm like, you know, you guys, I have this boundary. I need to sleep and rejuvenate too. So I'll say to spirit, spirit, handle it while I'm sleeping. If it's still really important, you know, you let me know in the morning and I'll do what I have to do. Um, but I, I have good boundaries too. Because yes, you do. I'm, a, I'm allowed to have a life, you know, <sighs> and I do work too hard, but I do love it so much that I can't help it. Um, but there's times I'm like, I gotta go on vacation, you know? Yeah. Uh, you're that but, people, all the entrepreneurs out there, get aligned with spirit and you're going to have to be turning people away. It does help. It really, <laughs> it, but I have to tell you, in my case, it was very gradual. Mm-hmm. Because when I first started doing this, my daughter was young. So I could only work around her schedule, which was good because I like put my toes in. I learned it. I did it. Did, 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 did. And then by the time she went to college, I was like, or high school, actually, I started really moving along in high, when she was in high school. But and then during the pandemic, I was like, God, nothing better to do. Let's just... Everybody needed you during the pandemic. Yeah, it was a really <laughs> duty time. And it was, um, it, it was a very powerful time. I didn't really have a bad time during the pandemic. I'm, of course I, you didn't. No, I, I was like, <laughs> I get to work more, you know, I get to, you know. Mm. Um, but yeah, but sometimes there is bleed through. But I just really think that you're very good at this too. You know, just sending out positive energy to people, just sending out, which doesn't mean I have to solve everybody's problems, just stop what I'm doing and blah, 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 blah. But and I have a lot of compassion. You have, you're a very compassionate person. And I think that's undervalued and underrated and it shouldn't be mm-hmm. because it's a huge quality that should be, you know, celebrated. Like if you have, if you have that ability to love and be compassionate toward others, those that's huge that's what this planet needs more than anything in my humble opinion Mm -hmm. more than intellectual understanding we need more heart chakra Mm -hmm. you know to me that's the mother or the or the feminine that's what this is is lacking you know more to that i want to hear what you're talking (laughs) i really think that the the um the feminine was so powerful and is such a creative force that in order for the masculine to even get a toehold it had to suppress the feminine right because the feminine is like it's just it's just all there is really it's just like this huge you know uterus of the world right it's just this Mm -hmm. so so i think the masculine was like we have to learn to separate ourselves from this because we're being subsumed by this by this creative power. It's just so, so, so it was pretty harsh. And, and, you know, the takeover and then the, the, you know, disconnect from the feminine, but then the feminine went underground. 
my opinion. Like the so feminine went into the that kitchen. is like how did that even happen? The like the feminine being as powerful as it is, how how does that happen? Well, I think the masculine figured out how to work 3D. How to work <laughs> I think the masculine figured out how to work 3D and then created that the God, the father myth. Mm-hmm. And then it was then it was just from there came the churches, the synagogues, the, the mosques, the, the whatever's right, the temples and the feminine. Well, oh, yes, we pay homage to the to the feminine, but there's no power. There's no power there. So I think the, the feminine. It's like, okay, I'm just going to get stronger. I'm just going underground. Uh, My time will come. My time will come again. And so now she's out and there's no way to stop her back in there. Mm -mm. And I think now it's going to be time for the masculine to do a little cave time. That's what they call it, a little cave time. A little time in the cave there. Time out. (laughs) A little introspection. A little like, you know, it's a little out of control here. Mm -hmm. How many, uh, you know, F-16s? do we need or neutron bombs or whatever? I'm sure those are all updated technologies, but you know what I mean? Um, How much more of that do we need? And how much more of this reward and punishment can we really tolerate? Mm -hmm. So I think the feminine coming back is really the force that's going to shift it. Mm -hmm. But this time, and I think from my point of view, the feminine was primary, then the masculine became primary. And now the two have to work together. And that's a beautiful sacred moment in time when that happens mm-hmm. and um so we're just sort of trying to you know work that out usher in that usher that in mm-hmm. so. and, and you know you can see some aspects of that mm-hmm. where do so. you um well the fact that i can even talk like this to anybody <laughs> freely is an is a is an example of it right um for me, it was for me opening up the feminine is that such a, a long journey. But I went to a woman's college and I had no idea why I went to a woman's college. I was like, why am I going to a woman's college? I'm a convocation <laughs> my freshman year. And I turned to this person sitting next to me, this woman who's not, who's a good friend of mine still. I said, when are, when are the boys coming? <laughs> she goes, Tammy, did you not get the memo? You didn't know? I did know, but it, I just really didn't, I, I didn't really get the idea. And I was like, what the hell have I done? Right. And it turned out to be an, a very difficult experience for me because um, uh, it was, it was back in the eighties and, and things, things are a lot different now than they were in the eighties. At least I think so. So the, the women were, it was very fierce times. It was just fierce women doing fierce things like, we're just as good and this is the way it's going to be. And and I'm like, well, I'm kind of more soft. (laughs) So I found myself realizing, oh my God, women are really the force. Mm -hmm. Women can do anything. Women, you know, women have access to that masculine energy because we've been stuffed on our throats for 10,000 years. So we're, we're just as good in that realm. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, but I really feel like this more of this heart-based thing going through. And everybody's like, um, okay, Tammy. <laughs> yeah, it took me a long time. Now, now I'm good. Now I'm good. Yeah. But at the time, I was kind of like, this is really, this is intense female stuff. But it was good because it really made me wake up and go, oh, women are the shit. <laughs> yes, we are. Women are the shit. And everybody knows it. So why is this big bullshit going on? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just seemed to me like it was just very, very clear wow 
And my brother went to Harvard. I went to Smith. I went to go visit Harvard. And I'm like, this is lame compared to where I'm going. Like, seriously, the women who are like only with other women and they're like, boom, boom. It was intense. Mm. And, I, and I'm not saying it in a bad way. It was just intense. Yeah. And I love this. And I remember you telling me that you wrote uh, a paper on a goddess. And I'm curious now that Nana. we're talking about this. Yeah. Anana, like, how does this tie in? Because, you know, there's so many different, you know, we're talking about spirit and then there's a goddess and then there's that God. And then, you know, and I know also like you sing about goddesses and your band. So how are they different for you? Are they all one and the same, like spirit and goddess? And like, what, what is, what I, this is my point of view. My point of view is spirit as wonderful and amazing as it is. It's not that cuddly. Mm-hmm. You can't like cuddle up to nuclear power. You know, it's just not good. <laughs> it's not a stuffed animal. <laughs> it always speaks the truth. It, it, it's loving when you recognize that it's truth. Right. But it's not like, come here and climb up in my lap. I'm going to give you a big hug. It's that's not spirit. So I think we need to create some intermediary characters that could give us this, the archetypes kind of idea, like that, you know, the intermediaries between us and spirit that sometimes it's not when you're feeling really upset about something. I don't go directly to spirit. I go to the goddess first and I go, you know, pave the way here. I need some, I need some support. I need some love. I need some, you know, it's okay. It'll all be all right. And I get that from the goddess, right? I don't, spirit spirits behind the goddess so it's really spirit but i need that sort of intermediate zone of that loving embracing you're good it's okay it'll work out you know don't worry about it and so to me that's what the whole mythological realm of gods and goddesses can be right it's they're intermediary intermediary characters that we can use to access spirit Mm, oh my gosh i love that point of view because then it's like really then it gets to be play right then it's fun it's fun you're like oh my gosh what is this archetype what's the goddess what's the you know the I don't know guide or this or that you know that would have me feel like open to connecting more clearly with spirit yes and and spirit does love all that spirit's like that's part of me too everything is part of spirit so when I we are all part of spirit we're all expressing spirit so it's okay to go through the goddess or a god or you know animals or nature or whatever you can acts you can use as your access point. Mm-hmm. So there's a, and even religion is good for that, right? Um, without the thou shalt nots and you're going to go to hell and you know you're bad if you have sex before marriage or whatever. <laughs> Everybody everybody's going to be in hell. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, <laughs> As long as it's warm, you know, it'll be fine. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so the, the goddess really did actually. So after I went to Smith, I needed, I, that was fierce. That was fierce energy. Mm. Okay. And um, I was much more fierce back in the day too. So now I'm a little more. You're I'm pretty little, darn fierce now. I'm I'm fierce, but I'm, but I'm, I, can, I can mitigate it better than yeah. I used to be able to. Or modulate it. Let's put it that way. So. When I was doing, when I, when I was becoming a minister, I really wanted to focus on the female face of divinity. I really wanted to focus on that because that was really lacking. It's, it's still lacking, even though there's lots of movements toward it. 
So I discovered the goddess Inanna, who's one of the, she's a very ancient Sumerian goddess. They didn't even discover her until the late 1800s. She's not like been around since the beginning of time, right? She has been, but we haven't discovered her. And so when I found these four myths of Inanna that spoke to my heart, like nothing like the gospels ever did. I mean, I love Jesus, don't get me wrong, but this was a female to female experience. And it wasn't the Virgin Mary. And it wasn't Mary Magdalene. And it was something that was a whole different thing. And I was like, she's speaking to me, to my experience. She's the god of love. She's the goddess of love and war. Mm. She's not, you know, she's like, I'll, I'll bring down that tower. And oh, come on over here. You know, she's so, I can really like tear like, oh, I like her. I see that in you. I see that in me too. I see it yes. in every, you know, female identifying human. Like we have all of that. That's so beautiful. So is there a way to like, what are the, the four myths? Uh, the four myths are Inanna and the Halupu tree, which is the, the one that uh, there's, there's many more than one, but these are the more than four, but these are the four that I focused on. Inanna and the Halupu tree, um, Inanna and the God of wisdom who is named Enki. So she she pulls some shenanigans to get power away from her grandfather. So she's doing, you know, oh, but there's a great myth of Inanna. This, I gotta tell you my favorite one. So Inanna one day, she's gorgeous, of course, like all goddesses are. And she's admiring herself. And she's like, I'm just so gorgeous. I can't stand myself. She's just, just like, I need to take a nap. And she's naked. She's just like, I just love myself so much. But I need to take a nap. Um, I think there have been some little sexual stuff for her between herself and herself that made her tired out. All right. So <laughs> she was so into herself. So she decides to take a nap under a tree and she wakes up and she's been violated by a sheep herder or whatever, whoever was around. And she gets livid. And she goes to her grandfather, Anki, and her father, and she says, This is what happened. And they're like, oh, tip this sounds like today. Oh, Anana, you know, you were naked and, you know, you, you love yourself so much. And how could you blame this guy who saw you naked under a tree or not? And she's like, you got to be out of your mind. She goes, okay, fuck you. <laughs> and she goes and she kills him. Now, that's one of my favorite myths of all time. <laughs> well, I love that because this is like, it's ancient. And yes. how she's like, I'm not listening to the patriarchal order here. Oh my I'm going to go do my own thing. I mean, all right, killing him, maybe it's extreme. I don't know. But I do like the idea that she's like, okay, I got your advice and it sucks. And I'm a sovereign goddess and he did the wrong thing and bye-bye. Mm. So there's a lot of power in in her, her storyline because she's, and she also does, I think she does some not so good things. You know, she's not perfect. She's not, she's not the perfected Mary. You know, she's so I can relate to her. It's like she's doing things, she's making mistakes, she's manipulating events, trying to manipulate stuff. She gets involved in a heavy duty sexual relationship with a guy who really floats her boat. He turns out to be an idiot. Floats her boat. I think we <laughs> all can relate to that. Floats her boat and turns out to be an idiot. Total idiot. And but there's this really sexual myth where she, there's all this talking about, oh, what, you know, he plows my fields and it's just really intense. Um, and then, you know, the next myth, she's in the underworld being crucified by her sister. I call her, she's the original Jesus. And then she's resurrected. So tell me where, you know, maybe Jesus is a little derivative. 
uh, in a certain way, his story. And she comes out after this huge experience of self-realization and she comes out and of the cave and her, she finds her husband, the one who's, you know, was so wonderful for her at the beginning on her throne, playing the flute and nymphettes are dancing around. And she's like, dude, he doesn't even miss her. He didn't even know she was gone. She's like, uh, dude, get off my throne, you know. So, oh, Nana, it's so good to see you. And she goes, you know what, buddy? Um, I left the underworld, and so there's a place open down there. And you're <laughs> you can it. go. It's here. And, and Brad takes the demons to take him away. And then the sister pops up, his sister, and says, oh, Nana, please, no, 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 don't send to Mootsie. I'll go. And she goes, I don't want to hear it. You guys can split the time in the underworld. So, you know, there's agricultural myths about the time in the underworld, you know, Persephone and Hades and all that. Well, in this case, this was predates Persephone in Hades. She's like, you guys can split the time. So the male and the female can split the time in Hades. I thought it was just, it's just, it's just so much. Her mythology is so rich for, for you know, for women and, you know, uh, for women, well, you know. Like fascinating that something that is so ancient is just yeah. current. It's, it totally liberated me. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm going to have to be doing some studying because. Yeah, I think you're loving Nana. She's my, she's my homegirl. She's really, she's it. She's it. She's wonderful. So she comes through sometimes. Yeah. You never know. Oh. (laughs) You can access them too. They're in an archetypical realm that you can access. And how do you do that? You just ask for guidance from Anana and just listen. Easy as that. You know what? It's it's what I as I said at the beginning, this path gets better and better the more confidence you have. So when I first started, as I said, I didn't have a lot of confidence, and so I was always worried: is my client's going to get anything out of it? Is this real? Is it now? I'm like, they're going to get something out of it, and this is totally real. And the more confidence you have with your respect, your relationship to spirit, the more you receive. Mm. Right? If you're not confident, why would spirit's like? Ah. Can't even get through. Right. We are not even open to receiving. No. And we all have that ability mm-hmm. to receive more. Totally. Well, on that note, everybody hire Tammy. So you can <laughs> help get yourself clear to receive more from spirit. Tammy, tell us, what are you up to now? Do you even have any openings for people? <laughs> I'm like, oh. I don't like to book a long way out because I might want to take a day off and, you know, right. do something. Mm-hmm. You know, so yes, I'm always, I'm always open for new clients. I love new clients. I love the energy of new clients. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I also work with people on more an ongoing basis. I'm like spiritual coach pe- people like on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. So I, you know, whatever works for the client, you know, sometimes it's a one-off, sometimes it's a very long standing, like you, a relationship where you know when you need to do it. Right. We pop you know, in, then we know we need a good dose of clearing and right. Juice. So when you you know you know, and so that's how I like to work it, mm-hmm. um, because I like to affirm the integrity of the client and the client. I want to affirm their um, intuition about it. Mm-hmm. So that's also a way of doing that, saying you will know when you need more. And sometimes they'll, do I need more? Do you think you need more? Yes, I do. Okay, then you need more. So be confident. I need more. Or I don't need to see you for six months. Good. Good on you. Go, go live your life. 
Go stir some shit up. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll have some stuff to clear. Oh Yay, good. <laughs> We're human. We're always stirring the pot. Oh, my well, God. Yeah, and that's what's so fun, isn't it? Totally. Amazing. Well, we're going to put all the links to find you in the show notes. And okay, good. as a closing note, what's like one piece of advice you could give anybody listening to help just clear the way today, maybe even just okay. for a minute. I have a great thing. For oh, my God. Find your connection to your own innocence. Mm-hmm. And often I'd say, try to find a time when your life, like, two years old, when you know you were innocent, you know you weren't doing anything wrong. You were just being two years old. Imagine yourself at that age and imagine the innocence that you had at that age and that that innocence is still you. And that you are not a sinner, a bad person or this or that or whatever, you know, whatever description we have to make everybody feel like crap. You are that. So say to yourself, Many, many times a day, I'm innocent, no matter what is happening, because you are, you will. And when you are innocent, you can access spirit because spirit is completely innocent. So when you're innocent, you're in alignment with spirit. And that doesn't mean you're not accountable. It just means that you can access your innocence so that you can make the changes that you want to make. So innocence is the, is the key. It works every time beautiful piece of advice thank you so much thank so you much for having so much fun with you i love you thank it was you so, so good to see you recently too in person no always love that <laughs> all right well thank you so much tammy and to those of you listening to serving love we'll see you next time thank you for listening to serving love podcast if you liked what you heard please share with your friends You can find me on social media as Meredith Lynn. Until next time, I wish you lots of love.